Hi, this is Ramita Julian. Welcome to Alpha and Omega podcast, where you will get to view the reality through the lens of Catholic faith and truth, while always being aware that Jesus is the beginning and the end of life. Veni Creator Spiritus, Mentes Tuorum Visita, Implesu Perna Gratia, Quetu Creasti Pectora. The Fourth Sunday of Devotion to St. Joseph the fourth sorrow, his sorrow when he heard the prophecy of Simeon, the fourth joy, his joy when he learned that many will be saved through the sufferings of Jesus. Introductory Prayer O most faithful Saint Joseph, who shared the mysteries of our redemption, the prophecy of Simeon, touching the sufferings of Jesus and Mary, caused you to shudder with mortal dread but at the same time fill you with blessed joy for the salvation and glorious resurrection which would be attained by countless souls. By this, thy sorrow and this thy joy, obtain for us that we may be of the number of those who, through the merits of Jesus and the intercession of Mary the Virgin Mother, are predestined to a glorious resurrection. Today's Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 to 35. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And inspired by the Spirit, he came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms, and blessed God, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to thy people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed him and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reflection this right to which 
Luke refers includes the ransom of the firstborn and sheds light on the subsequent stay of Jesus in the temple at the age of 12. The ransoming of the firstborn is another obligation of the father and it is fulfilled by Joseph. Represented in the firstborn is the people of the covenant, ransomed from slavery in order to belong to God. Here too, Jesus, who is the true price of ransom, not only fulfills the Old Testament right, but at the same time transcends it, since he is not a subject to be redeemed, but the very author of redemption. The Gospel writer notes that his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him, in particular at what Simeon said in his Canticle to God when he referred to Jesus as the salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel, and as a sign that is spoken against. After having thanked God, Simeon turned to Joseph and Mary, blessing them in turn, encouraging them to carry out the task appointed to them. On what was supposed to be a joyful occasion, Saint Joseph learned that his wife's heart would be pierced and his son was destined to be a sign of contradiction. Simeon's words were spoken to Mary, but Saint Joseph heard them. When Saint Joseph heard Simeon announce to Mary, that Jesus would be cause of division and that Mary's heart would be pierced by his sword, the prophetic words penetrated the loving heart of Saint Joseph, causing him unspeakable sorrow. It was a sorrow that he would carry in his heart and soul for the rest of his life. What man wants to hear that his wife and child are going to suffer ridicule and hatred. What husband would not experience tortures of the heart, knowing that his wife is going to be pierced by a sword? Scripture tells us that Mary pondered the words of Simeon in her heart. Saint Joseph had to have pondered Simeon's words in his heart as well. No man could walk away undisturbed after hearing such shocking statements about his wife and son. The hearts of husband and wife are one. What is of concern to one is of concern to other. For decades, St. Joseph carried the sorrowful prophecy of Simeon in his heart. Because his love is great, St. Joseph's suffering was interior, intense and long-lasting. Were it possible for St. Joseph to prevent his wife and son from suffering, he would have done everything in his part to protect them. A good and loving husband is willing to stand in front of his wife and have the sword pierce his heart instead of hers. Yet, according to the plan of God, St. Joseph knew that he had to allow his wife's heart and soul to be pierced. Such suffering was required so that a new humanity could be born. His Immaculate Bride had not suffered the pangs of birth at the manger in Bethlehem, 
because she was free from all stain of original sin and exempt from all its penalties. But Simeon's prophecy had foretold that a day would come when St. Joseph's wife would endure a torturous type of birth pang, a spiritual birth pangs. St. Joseph's wife is the new Eve and God was going to use her heart as a spiritual womb. She could have to undergo spiritual birth pangs in order for humanity to be reborn in Christ. Simeon had prophesied it. St. Joseph knew it had to happen. His role was to prepare his wife and son for the sacrifice. No martyr's suffering had been greater than the suffering of St. Joseph. Simeon's prophecy had been addressed to Mary alone. St. Joseph knew why and the knowledge caused him even greater suffering. St. Joseph understood that Simeon's prophecy meant that when the time came for the Mary's heart to be pierced, she would be without St. Joseph. The time, place and the manner of the piercing were unknown to St. Joseph. But he understood that he would not be there with Mary. In light of Simeon's prophecy, he must have spent his marriage lovingly consoling Mary and preparing her for the hours when she would suffer unparalleled sorrow and agony, her spiritual birth pangs. St. Joseph's sweet consolations helped prepare Mary for the sacrifice of Calvary. He could not prevent her maternal suffering, but he could prepare her for it. His years of love and devotion were a consolation to Mary's immaculate heart. St. Joseph is the greatest consoler of the heart of Mary. The sword that was going to pierce Mary's heart on Calvary needed to pierce the heart of St. Joseph as well, but in a different way. He would not be at Calvary, but the sword needed to pierce his paternal heart since it is fitting that the rebirth of mankind would involve both a mother and father. He knew he longed to follow the Messiah and his mother on their path of sorrow, and he prayed, Lord, though I am a man unworthy to collaborate in your redemptive designs, I ask that, if you need a victim, here I am, take me, but spare them. Concluding Prayer Pray for us, Blessed Joseph, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, in your infinite wisdom and love, you chose Joseph to be the husband of Mary, the mother of your son. As we enjoy his protection on earth, may we have the help of his prayers in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Until next time, may the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May all glory and honor belong to God. Mother Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Amen. <laughs>